0: Welcome to Quantum number 174, Quantum, the podcast that looks at news from throughout the world, culture, and many other things from a largely Christian perspective. We are open to all, and many of you from throughout the world do contact us, so that's really appreciated. Well, today we're looking at, I guess, a childish world. Do you know this particular animal?
1: I'm Peppa Pig. This is my
3: little brother George. This is Mummy Pig. And this is Daddy Pig.
0: <laughs> that is, of course, Peppa Pig. Now, Peppa Pig is just a, a soaring industry in many, many languages. I think it resulted in exports of one percent four billion pounds and for, for the UK uh, it was rejected by the BBC by the way and I think it now goes to almost all the countries in the world 180 countries in the world. Well the United Kingdom Prime Minister and so just with listen with to him. Safer
2: streets uh, with great local schools uh, with fantastic uh, broadband uh, Uh, Forgive me. Forgive me.
0: Now, this was a speech that was given to the Confederation of British Industry. It's one in which Boris Johnson lost his way and thought he would ad-lib. It was a confused and shambolic performance. Uh, He spoke for about three minutes on the his visit to the theme park, the Peppa Pig theme park, Peppa Pig World.
2: Hands up anybody's been to Peppa Pig World. Not enough. I was, well, it's, it's I was a bit hazy what I would find at Peppa Pig World, uh, but I loved it. And Peppa Pig World is, is very much my kind of place. Uh, it, 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 it has uh, a, uh, very safe streets, uh, Discipline in schools, uh, heavy emphasis on new mass transit systems, I I notice, uh, even if they're a bit stereotypical about about Daddy Pig. Uh, But the real lesson for me...
0: The the whole speech was utterly bizarre. If you listen to it, he referred to himself in the third person by praising the vision of the former mayor of London, i.e. himself. He quoted Vladimir Lenin's report on the work of the Council of People's Commissars. When discussing the electrification of the British economy, he attempted to do a room room rah, rah of petrol cars. Uh, Bizarrely, he compared himself to Moses, saying he had come down from Mount Mount Sinai to hand civil servants his net zero framework. Uh, I like the comment. I think, I I don't know where I read this, but it was, uh, as Mrs. Thatcher might have said, if Boris thinks he's Moses, my advice is to keep taking the tablets. It's just one of the most bizarre speeches. I mean, a a great clip to have if you're training preachers about, I mean, all of us. I mean, I did feel sorry for him because all of us have had times when we've got things wrong and stumbled and said things wrong. But this is a senior politician. This is the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. And his, I don't know, his, his bluster, I think. The shine is beginning to wear off. I mean great publicity for Peppa Pig World but really bad for Boris Johnson really bad for the United Kingdom you know you know what I would suggest I, I think our leaders sometimes reflect the way that we are and I think that Boris Johnson with his bluster his arrogance he's intelligent don't he plays the buffoon he's not a buffoon he's an intelligent man but I think he's a principle less man and uh you know when I think of him and I think of Uh, Joe Biden, who can hardly string two words together in the in the White House. It's depressing the state of so much leadership in the Western world. That was uh, some Malaysian worship music. Uh, Malaysia is a great country. Uh, there's been an interesting battle going on there, and I did want to report on the result of it, because you probably won't hear it in, in normal media. A Malaysian woman had been campaigning for the right of Christians to use the word Allah for God, the, the Arabic word for, for God. And um, she'd had eight Christian CDs which had the word Allah, and they'd been confiscated, and there was a seven-year legal battle, and she got her CDs back. In 2015, um, and in October 2017, her lawyer, Lim Singh noted that 60% of Malaysia's Christians speak the Bahasi Malaysia, the language of Malaysia, which uses Allah for God. That's a word which predates Islam, and it's been used by local Christians for hundreds of years. And he said that Christians were never consulted when, in 1986, the country banned Christians from using the word. And after several years of appeals, these words are now allowed to be used by Christians. There are three other words, Batula, House of God, Kaaba, Islam's holiest place in Mecca, and Solat, Prayer. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, God bless you, by the way, those of you who are in Malaysia. There are quite a few who listen to this in Malaysia, and um, I hope to get back to your country soon. One of the greatest weddings I was ever at was in Malaysia. And then, not such good news is in North Korea. Now, we heard a lot about North Korea when President Trump was in office, but we're not hearing much now, and yet we should be. Because following COVID, or the coronavirus outbreak, its trade with China has dropped 80%. Its trade with Russia has gone down to virtually zero. There are reports of sky-high inflation. In June, shampoo, shampoo was being sold for $200 in the capital. There are worrying food shortages, there are COVID-based restrictions on imports, On imports, torrential rainfall that devastated rice fields. And the regime, because of course COVID's got to be number one, hasn't it, has spent the majority of the pandemic turning away food parcels from other countries in case they were infected with COVID. The US Department of Agriculture now reckons that 60% of North Korea's 25 million strong population is food insecure. Pray for North Korea, even with all this persecution there are still many Christians there. And then, do you know this national anthem? It's quite jolly really. That was the Chilean National Anthem, majestic as the mountain that was given you by the Lord. Chile is such a fascinating country. If any of you are from Chile, please do get in touch with me. But it's the world's southernmost country, 750,000 square kilometres, 10 times the size of Scotland, 17 million people, 65% Christian, capital Santiago. And again, as in all the political upheaval that's occurring in the world, there's Political upheaval occurring in Chile. A far-right fiscal conservative and a far-left former student activist are both vying now to become president of Chile. José Antonio Cast uh, is the right-wing one guy and Gabriel Boric is the left-wing woman. Um, Both of them took, I think, Cast of the Republican Party took 28% of the vote. And of the Boric, of the Approved Dignity Alliance, got 25%. They will go uh, to a runoff on the 19th of December. Pray for Chile. I've been listening a lot to this guy recently. I, I regard him as prophetic and I've been reading his autobiography as well.
3: It's coming through a hole in the air. it's coming from the field that this ain't exactly real or it's real but it ain't exactly there from the war against disorder from the sirens night and day from the fires of the
0: love that song, Democracy is Coming to the USA. It's coming through a crack in the wall and a visionary flood of alcohol. From the staggering account of the Sermon on the Mount which I don't pretend to understand at all. It's coming from the silence on the dock of the bay, from the brave, the bold, the battered heart of Chevrolet. Democracy is Coming to the USA. From the staggering
3: account
0: of the Sermon on the
3: Mount, which I don't pretend to understand at all. It's coming from the silent on the dock of the bay. From the brave, the bold, the battered heart of Chevrolet.
0: The Mopsy is coming to the USA. He really is just the great poet. Now there's a fabulous article in Unheard by a labour life peer, Maurice Glassman. And I'm just going to read you part of it because I just, this, is, this was great writing and it was so interesting. He says this, There were five Jewish singer-songwriters who clouded my consciousness when I was growing up. Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, Paul Simon, Neil Diamond and Barry Manilow. Mark Boland didn't really count. Dylan was like an itinerant Protestant preacher from Minnesota searching for a home he could never find, tangled up in blue. Leonard from Montreal was the Catholic priest burdened by original sin and then adding a few more of his own. Ain't no cure for love. Paul Simon ran the gospel choir like a bridge over troubled water. Neil Diamond ran the summer camp. Sweet Caroline raised spirits round the fire. Barry Manilow was the only one who actually showed up at weddings and bar mitzvahs and I can tell you Copacabana and Could It Be Magic were the only songs by this crew that my mum really liked. I thought that the five of them should get together and form a band called the Sanhedrin. <laughs> it's just I love that. But this is what he says about Cohen. The greatness of his work is his ease with the ancient stones, the dry bones and the mountain tops of the Bible. Abraham and King David live again. The psalms frame and animate his writing. Hallelujah. Jesus is a constant present from first to last. Whether he was a sailor who walked upon the water or the spirit who will reanimate love, the holy spirit hovers. Over his work Now this week I, I hadn't picked up on this at all But his last album Very short album Only 29 minutes I've been listening to this a lot And this is from ver- There's a very short song I'm going to play you the whole of it It's from Thanks for the Dance And it's called The Goal I can't leave my house
3: Or answer the phone I'm going down again But I'm not alone Settling at last The counts of the soul This for the trash, that paid in full. As for the fall, it began long ago. Can't stop the rain, can't stop the snow. I sit in my chair, I look at the street. The neighbor returns my smile of defeat. I move with the leaves, I shine with the chrome. I'm almost alive, I'm almost at home. No one to follow, and nothing to teach, except that the goal falls short of the reach.
0: That last line, no one to follow and nothing to teach, except that the goal falls short of the reach. Well, if you're a Christian, you've got someone to follow and boy, do we have something to teach. Okay, let's go from Cohen to Covid. Uh, This has been happening all over the world. Austria, Rotterdam, Groningen, Switzerland, Melbourne, just in so many cities, especially in Europe. Do you know, it's it's interesting, this has got some coverage, but not a huge amount. When the George Floyd riots were taking place in the US, it was wall-to-wall coverage, at least here in Australia. But this has been minimal. Why are people protesting? Well, I do think the Austria situation is particularly disturbing. Of course, COVID is complex. But here's Neil Oliver. I think he hits this on the head. Listen to him. The
2: tone is changing across Europe now, reverting in many ways to the rhythms of an old tune. Can you hear the drums yet, the tumbrils? What troubles me most of all is that there has been not a word of condemnation of Austria's decision from our leaders, not even the sounding of a note of caution. Where too are the faith leaders you need, know, you need look no further back in history than the 20th century, when churches turned their back on those made outcasts. Now Durham Cathedral has declared that some Christmas services will be only for those holding NHS vaccine passports. I'm not sure how that fits with Matthew 25:35, For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. How on earth have we got here and so quickly? Austria, a supposedly liberal modern democracy, has decided to assume full rights over the flesh and blood of its citizens. A government in 21st century Europe has decided it has the final say over what chemicals go into the bodies of those citizens. There's no way of denying that that is the crossing of a Rubicon Once people have to surrender control of their bodies to the state, those people are in a different world, a world in which they are not autonomous beings but puppets on strings. It's also likely... Yeah, where are the
0: faith leaders in this? And what on earth is Durham Cathedral doing in banning people from a service of worship? This is indeed a crossing of a Rubicon. Now, here's a fascinating thing as regards COVID. COVID continues to slow down in India. Europe, where there's so much vaccination, far more than in India, is seeing increases. COVID in India is seeing a decrease. Now, why is that? There's a lot of information. I mean, the, the festival season, which includes Durga, Puja and Diwali, where large groups of Indians gather, did not lead to a surge in cases. The modelers had predicted a huge third wave in October and November, but instead cases have dropped from 400,000 per day in May of this year to currently below 10,000 cases a day. Now here's fascinating, 67.6% of people in July had COVID antibodies present. At that time, only 24.8% were immunized with a single dose of vaccine and only 13% were fully vaccinated. So a huge number of people had already been infected. Delhi reports that 90% of people were positive for antibodies in October, including 80% of children. So it's now recognised that those who become naturally infected with COVID and recover before vaccination develop better immunity than the only, only those who have antibodies from vaccination. And it does look as the much-mocked herd policy mentality. Maybe it's better for our young people to get Covid and get an immunity in that way. I think this virus is going to be around for some time. Let's go to China. Here's some Chinese music. That is a song called Fragile. Um, It's a viral pop song by somebody called Nam We. Uh, It mocks the little pinks, a term which refers nothing to do with being gay or transgender, but it refers to young nationalists who rush to the defense of the Chinese government every every time something on the internet criticizes them. The, the lyrics, they contain words like re-education camp, cotton, inseparable relationship. And that takes a dig at everything in from Jiang to Taiwan sovereignty. It's gone viral in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Singapore. Although it has now, of course, been banned in mainland China. Meanwhile, in mainland China, Peng Shui, the Chinese tennis star, disappeared and there's a considerable fuss now worldwide about it. She's appeared on a video since then. Um, she was missing for at least two weeks. Uh, she has spoken. She says she's safe and well at her home in Beijing, but they believe, people believe she was probably abducted under the Chinese regime's program of enforced disappearances, known efficiently as RSDL, residential surveillance as a designated locations. Often people disappear for several months while they're interrogated and then they come back and apologize. so Zhao Wei, who was a very famous uh, actress who had 86 million followers on Weibo uh, she was that was shut down. Um, Jack ma, the billionaire entrepreneur behind uh, Alibaba, went missing for three months after he criticized the Chinese financial system Um And others, there have been others as well. Again, it's an interesting world. And then, well, some of you will have grown up with this.
1: It's time to play the music.
3: It's time to light the light. It's time to meet the Muppets on the Muppet Show tonight. It's time to put on makeup. It's time to dress up
1: right. It's time to get things started. Well, ain't the old old opening better. It's time to get things started on the most
2: sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational. This is what we call a Muppet
0: show. That is the Muppets, and the Muppets are being used uh, like Sesame Street, where Big Bird said he got his vaccine to put out propaganda. Um, the Cookie Monster. Has ditched his glutinous, his cookie glutinous lifestyle for more veggies. He's going to become the veggie monster. Um, But this, two black muppets have been introduced to the cast to teach children about race and racism. Now, what's wrong with that? You watch the muppets. They they were green and pink and blue and everything. There, there were no ethnicities there. It's it's like the African American Dr. David Johnson said. I'm sorry, but the green, fushy, and orange, were they considered as default white? What what is going on here? Uh, White Muppets? Asian Muppets? Hispanic Muppets? I thought Muppets were just Muppets.
3: Well, they say all good things come to an end. What's that got to do with this show?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just incredible. Um, Ben Shapiro has a book called Primetime Propaganda, and, yeah, watch out. Watch out for the indoctrination. And speaking of which, sexual abuse and grooming. Let's go to Durham University. We're at Durham Cathedral, so Durham comes up again. It is now offering training, alerting student sex workers to the challenges that they might face. That's just incredible. According to a recent poll of 3,200 undergraduates, 4% of students are currently involved in what is euphemistically called sex work. Um, Yeah, all the demeaning... ...ness, the sexually transmitted diseases, and so on. Rod Little in The, in the Spectator has a tremendous article, really. Um, he, this is what he says. The university has reacted to the inevitable outrage press coverage by insisting that it's not encouraging students to enter the sex industry, merely helping them to do so more safely. I would therefore expect similar courses are in the pipeline on how to shoplift safely, for example. The university authorities have also said that they wish to de-stigmatise those people they call sex workers. It is my contention that prostitutes, rent boys, escort girls and so on are stigmatised because their trade is filthy, immoral, exploitative, illegal illegal, and spiritually demeaning for everyone involved. I think it would be useful then for us as a society to continue to stigmatise whoring and suspect that for most normal people that stigma will not abate as the university for some reason wishes. Indeed. Yes, the gospel is for prostitutes, but prostitution is not what we should be encouraging our young people to go into. Now, speaking of that, there's U.S. textbooks. I'm going to read a bit of this. You can look up the full story if you want. I am not going to because I, I think the language is entirely inappropriate. But in the U.S., which is going increasingly insane, Fairfax County Public Schools has reinstated the books "Genderqueer" and "Lawn Boy." after they were temporarily pulled because their contents depicting gay sex are so graphic that when a mother read them from them at a school board meeting, she was cut off and school board members fled. I've I've seen this. I've seen the pictures. It is pedophilia. It is child abuse. And... This is unbelievable. The Fairfax County Public Schools has reinstated the books, saying it helps with their diversity. It's a well-written, it's a comic book. It's a well-written, scientifically-based narrative of one person's journey with gender identity that contains information and perspective that's not widely represented. Now, I was going to do something uh, that I was sent from Scotland. and I, I don't think I'm going to do it. And what I mean by that is this. Uh... I've seen a questionnaire that's been sent to Scottish pupils, admittedly fifth years and sixth years, but asking them what kind of sex they have had. And it lists various things, which I'm not going to list. What on earth is the Scottish government doing sending, I mean, these kind of questionnaires to children? God have mercy. I read this. I thought this was excellent. First, we overlook evil. Then we permit evil. Then we legalise evil. Then we promote evil. Then we celebrate evil. Then we persecute, persecute those who call it evil. Isaiah five twenty: Woe unto them who call evil good and good evil. And by the way, this is what's happening in Australia with um, the religious freedom bill. We've been hopefully got freedom to say this kind of stuff, and yet I cannot believe that I've come across Christians in the public secular media attacking uh, Scott Morrison and others. Backing down from it, and yet, and and in Victoria, just oh. Anyway, let's come on to some of the good stuff before I go. Uh, well, this doesn't sound like good stuff, but a dear friend and someone very important. This is bad news actually for the church in the UK. Melvin Tinker. Now, I've, I've he, he died this week, but it's good news for him. He's gone to be with the Lord. Uh, I've put a, a wee clip on the latest coffee with Job. I'm um, here. Some of it.
2: There are plenty of churches where if you like there may be sound and the word is preached but in terms of it being translated into into people's lives and changed lives and engaging with culture sometimes sadly it, it's lacking mm-hmm. and and this is why uh, for me it's not simply a matter of being known as an evangelical or bible believer um but it's being a consistent evangelical and and if we're not um Basically, I mean, we're all sinners, and that's all part of the gospel, the glory of the gospel, that we can repent and we come under grace. But if there's such a gap between what is said and what we claim to believe and the way we behave, then that is when the, the non-Christian rightly turns around and says, well, if that's Christianity, I don't want mm. to do it. I'd say it's not Christianity.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you know Maybe the Lord has taken Melvin out at this right time, taken him home, because he's... He, He's finished his work. Well, he has finished his work. Well done, good and faithful servant. And those of us who are left have to continue it. You know, I was very deflated this week about speaking out about things and was sorely tempted to give up just because of the, the hassle from Christians. And, you know, Melvin has just put steel in my bones, if you want to put it that way. And his death has just deeply moved me in lots of ways. going to go out with a song that's come from my friend here in australia colin buchanan and he wrote it about a man called davy patterson who was minister in brora in the scottish highlands before i was there it's a beautiful beautiful song davy was an extraordinary character and saw many people converted i wrote a piece about some of that and we'll put a link to that as well if you want to support this podcast, then go to the Podbean uh, fundraiser and feel free to donate there if you wish. If you've got news and information or comment, critical as well. I honestly, I don't mind. Just we learn. That's how we learn all the time. But let's pray. Let's pray that we would be faithful servants of the Lord. And if you don't know who Jesus is, then I pray that you would come to know Him because it's in the, in this dark, confused world. It's not Peppa Pig who's the answer. It's not the childish, juvenile anti- antics of our politicians or the authoritarian aspects of it. It's Christ in all his glory and in all his beauty. It was good to see Davy today. It was good to know Melvin. It was good to be with the Lord's people. And above all, it's better to know Christ. See you next week. Bye.
1: Just past Bora Harbour There's a little white house on the shores of the Firth at the beach and the cows And I'm dropping by Like you used to with me it would spin words into gold Over biscuits and tea And that sort of gold Can't be stolen away It was good It was good to see Davy today. Last time I saw Davy, it was over in Nan, and I knew that we knew not see him again There was light at the window There was sun in the sky He put hope in my hand as he squeezed it goodbye And he gave me a treasure I carried away it was good. It was good. It was good to see Davy today.